0: Enjoy the message. Now, before I tell you what our focus is on today, we focused on heaven last Sunday, but before I share with you what we're going to focus on today, I want to just kind of open up with a little story about uh, a place I used to work at uh, years ago, a place called Ruel Incorporated. It was in Goldsboro on George Street, and it was a company that uh, that built electrical components. Uh, and what they we would do is, we would take this like liquid resin and it would be pressurized in this container and you would uh, push it into this uh, mold of whatever you were making and it was on this huge hydraulic press and these molds, they cost a lot of money. Matter matter of fact, my boss man said if one of those ever fall, you make sure you're under it before it hits the ground. Uh, Obviously he was kidding. I hope he was anyway. So, uh, these, these expensive hydraulic machines, they would uh, these molds would be fastened to it and they would close by hydraulics and then you would shoot the resin in and when you opened it up, voila, you had these insulators and lightning arrestors and different things uh, that we made there and it was uh, high production. I mean, uh, you didn't have time for a machine to be down. I mean, it was about uh, making sure you were meeting production because if the machines went down, guess what? That meant you were losing money and you were getting behind on the order that you were working on. Well, sometimes, uh, whether you would come in first thing in the morning or during the day, for whatever reason, some of those machines would stop working. Uh, they would stop working for a lot of different reasons. And so, when the machine stopped working, you had to be ready to troubleshoot the machine. And most of the time when the machine quit working, you would start right there on the control panel and you would open up the panel and you would look at the controllers and make sure all the wires were good, nothing had burned up and there was a good connection and and if all the controllers looked good there, you might even go more deep in troubleshooting and you might go toward where the hydraulic motor is and you might start looking at the hydraulics. And so it can really consume you. But the one thing that I learned while I was working there was sometimes it's not there in the control panel where all those electrical components are and it's not over there where all those gadgets are and hoses are on the hydraulics. Most of the time it was something real simple Something real simple, it might be just a little teeny tiny fuse that had blowed that needed to be replaced, and then most of the time, what had happened is somebody walked by the machine and accidentally hit the emergency cutoff button, and you would be working all that thing for a right good while just to come to find out that the emergency button had been pushed, and that emergency button, that one thing, that one little emergency button that was pushed in kept the machine from running. That one little button that was pushed in would keep us from going forward and producing what needed to be produced. And I thought, man, isn't that really? There's a spiritual lesson behind that. There's a spiritual lesson behind that we can apply to our life. This one thing that we need to focus on, this one thing that we're missing in our life, that, that many of us, we're not working like God designed us to work. We're not producing like God has called us to produce. And this one missing thing applies to every follower of Christ. It applies to every pastor here on staff. It applies to every church council member. It applies to the choir. It applies to the ushers, the greeters, the nursery worker, the kids church workers, the student ministry workers. It applies to the media team. It applies to you if you've been serving the Lord for years and years. It applies to you if you just started serving the Lord. That one thing that we're missing in our life is the word of God is the word of God the Bible we need to focus on the word of God and many of you are looking at me right now What are you talking about, preacher? I thought we are focusing on the Word of God. We need more than ever, friend. Listen, I know we need to pray, and we've had a wonderful time of prayer around this altar. And I know we need to worship, friend, and we've had a wonderful time of worshiping the Lord Jesus Christ this morning. But the one main thing that we've been missing that can help us to produce more in our life is the Word of God reading the Bible. Hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you, one, Thank the one that says the Bible. We need the word of God. I was at a conference this past week and one of the morning sessions, one of the speakers stood up and he said, America is in trouble. And I would agree with that statement, but I would take it to another level. I would say the American church is in trouble. The American church is in danger. We ha- Listen, the American church has a real problem and that problem is Bible illiteracy. We're Bible illiterate. I know this is not going to be one of those jump and shout kind of messages. That's okay. But we are Bible illiterate. And listen, don't get me wrong. We love the Bible because the Bible is one of the best. It's the most selling book in the world. We love the Bible. And everybody I'm sure everybody owns a Bible. Some of you own two or three. You got one in every room. You got one in the car. You got one on the dash. And the problem is not that we own it. The problem is we're not opening up and reading it. We're not opening up the Word of God and reading it. You want to know how bad it is? This is a survey that George Barna took, and this is the results from the survey he took about people, Christians, really the majority of them. Listen to this right here. This is how bad the problem is in America church today. Less than 20% of Christians are reading their Bibles on a daily basis. Did you hear what I said? Less than 20% of Christians are reading their Bible every day. Less than 20. That's a real problem. 50% of professing Christians who were over the age of 18 years of old could not name the four Gospels in the New Testament. When they were asked to name the 12 disciples, the majority of them could only name two or three out of the 12. And when they were asked who preached the Sermon on the Mount, who we know was Jesus himself, most of them responded that the sermon was preached by Billy Graham. I, I, look, it, it, I know it's funny, but it's not funny. It's a sad commentary on the American church today that we don't know the Word of God. God help us today. I mean, hello Houston, we have a major problem. And the problem is, is we're not opening up our Bibles and we're not reading our Bibles. We need to f- listen more than ever. We need to focus on the Word of God. We're going into an important year, 2020, a new decade, and you need the Word of God in your life more than you ever have. So, God help us today to focus on the Word of God. I'm going to be sharing with you several scriptures, but this is going to be the main scripture here uh, for my preaching today because it really covers everything. But it's 1 Peter, you want to turn in your Bibles, 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 through 25. <clears throat> this is Peter speaking here. And he's written this letter, and here's what he says in 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 23 through 25. He says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of, imper- in, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God. Say word of God. Amen. For all men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. The grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of the Lord stands forever. Most translations say the word of the Lord endures forever, and this is the word that was preached to you. Father, again, I thank you for your word, and God, may you just cover me now and open up the hearts and minds of everyone here to be receptive to what you want to say and do. In Jesus' name, amen. When we read that scripture there in 1 Peter uh, chapter 1, verse 23 through 25, you can go back later, uh, that'll be your homework uh, to read that whole chapter. We find here that the Word of God is eternal. The Word of God is eternal. He says, The Word of God endures forever. And that tells me that the Word of God is in, uh, eternal. Listen. The word of God has stood the test from uh, all over and throughout history, friend, and it will continue to stand the test. Atheists have tried to deny it. Agnostics have tried to deny it, friend. Listen to me. They've tried to deny it. They've tried to destroy it. They've tried to distort it. They've tried to disregard it. Our governments have disregarded it. Our public schools have disregarded it. Leaders all throughout history, including Hitler himself, he tried to destroy it by burying it and burning it. But guess what, friend? The word of the Lord is still standing, friend. Still standing because the word of the Lord endures forever. The word of the Lord endures forever. The word of the Lord is still standing today because the word of God is eternal the psalmist said, You can write this scripture down in Psalm 119, verse 89. The psalmist declared, Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Praise the Lord. Listen, we live in a day now where everybody has somebody that's a hero to them, or somebody that we've admired, that's a legend. We have all these sports legends and we have these people who are, uh, these politicians who are legends, Hollywood legends, we got military legends and, and some of them are still alive but many of those legends are dead and that just reminds me today that people are going to come and people are going to go. Listen, powerful world leaders were here at one time and now they're gone. Great sports figures were here at one time and now they're gone. Famous movie stars were here at one time and now they're gone. But friend, the word of the Lord is still standing because it endures forever. Hallelujah. Even people now that we admire today, people admire so many. There's so many out there in our culture today where people admire Tom Brady. I don't really admire Tom Brady, but he is good. Uh, Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods, many people admire uh, actor Brad Pitt, Kanye, Kanye, however you pronounce it. Kanye, I think it is. Lord, help the preacher. I see heads laughing right now. I'm not talking bad about these people because they are making uh, an impact in our culture in different ways. But here's what I'm trying to say. Listen, I don't care who it is, whether it's Tiger, Michael, Tom, or if it's Kanye, one day they're going to be here and one day they're going to be gone. But the word of the Lord will still be standing, friend. Glory be to God. The word of the Lord will endure forever. Jesus said heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. That's what Jesus said. And the sad truth is today that we live in a world, I'm talking about the word of God. We live in a world today that people know more song lyrics. You can, more, more people can recite Kanye's raps or whatever you, his songs. More people can recite country songs or rock and roll songs or Christian songs. They can recite those lyrics more than they know the Bible. They know more about the the Super Bowl wins of Tom Brady. They know more about Tiger Woods' golf career than they know the Word of God. And how sad that is because the one thing, friend, the one thing that is eternal, you can pick that up for me, Matt, if you don't mind, and just hold it for me. The one thing that is eternal and the one thing that is true is the one thing that most people won't even pick up and open it and read it, and it's the Word of God. God, help us. God help us, this word will stand forever. It is eternal. Why in the world wouldn't we pick it up and open it up and read it? Because it's eternal. This word is eternal because when we open up this word, when we open up this word and we begin to uh, read it, what we're doing is, is we're, we're really getting closer to Jesus because Jesus is the word of God. The Bible says in Revelation nineteen thirteen that speaking of Jesus that he is clothed with a robe dipped in blood and his name shall be called what? The word of God. So when you're reading the word of God, you're drawing nearer to Jesus and that's what we wanna do, friend. We wanna draw near to Jesus and we wanna become more like Jesus. Can I get an amen? Amen. Listen, Jesus is the one that we need to know more about. I wanna know more about Jesus than I do Tom Brady. I wanna know more about Jesus than I do Kanye. I want to be with Jesus more than anybody else. That's who I want to be with. And that happens when you open up your Bible and you spend time in the Word of God because Jesus is the Word of God. And that's why we need to focus because the Word of God is eternal. It will always be standing. We need to focus on the Word of God as well because it's unchanging. It's unchanging. In Deuteronomy chapter 4 verse 2 it says, You shall not add to the word which I command you nor take from it, that you may keep the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you. Listen to me, church. The Word of God, you need to focus on it because it is unchanging. The Word of God is unchanging. Listen, I want you to beware. If you ever hear somebody in this pulpit or any pulpit or wherever you may be and they're adding to the Word or taking away from the Word, you need to get away as fast as you can. Get away as fast as you can. If you hear somebody say that the word of God, I've heard this. If you hear somebody say, well, the word of God was meant for them back then, but it don't really apply to where we are today. Friend, if you hear somebody say that, you need to lace up your shoes and get to running because all they're doing, friend, is they're trying to lie to you and they're trying to make you think and all of us think that sin is okay. Listen to what Paul told young Timothy. He says, there's going to be a time come, young Timothy, when men will not put up with sound doctrine. Instead, they're going to suit their own desires and they're going to gather around a great number of teachers to say what their itching ears want to hear and they will turn their ears away from the truth, and they will turn aside to miss. And friend, we're seeing that today all over the place. Listen, if you hear someone taking away from the Word of God or adding to the Word of God, put on your Adidas and go running. Get away from them, friend. Don't be near them because the Word of God will never change. Listen to me. The Word of God will never change. The culture that we live in is going to change People's minds are going to change. The times are going to change. Your feelings are going to change. But the word of the Lord will never change. Glory to God. Jesus said in Revelation, "This is serious business." Listen to what Jesus said in Revelation twenty-two nineteen. He says, and if anyone takes words away from this book of prophecy, God will take away from him his share in the tree of life and in the holy city, which are described in this book. Listen, it's serious business when we take away or add to and try to change the Bible. God help us today not to take away or add. And friend, listen to me. If if you hear somebody telling you that they don't believe, they're preaching that hell's not real, get away. They're, They're taking away from the Bible. And even in your own life, are you adding to or taking away from the scriptures? Because if God has told you in his word what's wrong and you keep refusing to obey God or or you're trying to make it right for you so you can keep living in sin, aren't you adding and taking away? Friend, don't do that because it's serious business. Get your life, get your life lined up with the word of God. I'm gonna say it again. Get your life, get your life lined up with the word of God. Because it's serious. And so many people are playing games with the Lord and playing games. Well, I'm reading it, but I'm going to just do what I want to do. It don't work like that, friend. Turn your life over to him and follow his commands. And their are commands that will bless you. It's because he loves you, not because he wants to put a burden on your life. It's to protect you. Some of you this morning are wondering, you know the word of God is unchanging, but why am I not changing? Why am I not changing? I mean, I've, I'm reading the word. I mean, I'm, I'm 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 following. I'm coming to church. I'm I'm singing, and, and I'm just I'm stuck. I'm stagnant spiritually. I don't know what could it could it be? I'm just asking. Could it be that you're not opening up your Bible and reading the word of God? When when I counsel people, one of the first things I ask them: Are you spending quiet time? And are you in the word of God? And most of the time, most of the time. No, I'm not doing that. It's the most important thing that you need to do is to make sure you're in the Word of God so you don't get stuck spiritually. You wonder why every test and every trial, you wonder why when everything comes against you, you're shaken to the core and you always are all living in fear. Could it be that you're not living in the Word of God? God help us that we would focus on opening up our Bibles, how in the world can we expect to stand firm and how in the world can we expect to claim God, uh, God's promises if we're not opening up the Word of God and reading it? Listen, it don't work like this. Uh, listen, on, on, uh, during the week when I'm reading my Bible, I, I don't lay my head there like this right here and uh, some kind of osmosis takes place and the Word gets, I wish it worked like that. No, you have to open it up and you have to read and you have to meditate on it and you have to read it again and read it again and get it in you. And we're not doing that, obviously, when 20% of our Christians are not even reading their Bibles daily. When 50% of Christians over the age of 18 can't even tell you what the Gospels are, God help us today The to read the Word of God. Focus on it because it's unchanging. We need to focus on the Word of God because it's spiritual food. You remember when Jesus was led into the wilderness? And he had the confrontation with the Satan and Satan began to attack Jesus and Jesus said these words. He says, it is written, it is written, man does not live on bread alone but on, the, on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Listen to me friend, the word of God is food for you spiritually. The Word of God is food for you spiritually. We know how important food is, and I shouldn't even be talking about it on a day that we're all fasting. Listen, you know how important food is. No food, no nourishment, no growth equals a weak Christian. No food, no nourishment, no growth equals a weak Christian. And that's why so many Christians today are spiritually weak, We're spiritually weak because we're not feasting on the Lord. We're not feasting in His Word. We're not getting to the table of the Lord and we're not taking time to read the Word of God. And Satan, he'll come like he did to Jesus and he will attack. And instead of standing firm in the midst of those trials and in the midst of those tests, we find ourselves weak because we're not feeding on the Word of God. We're not feeding on the Word of God. Well, Pastor, I come every Sunday. I mean, I'm listening to the Word of God. That is not feeding on the Word of God. If you come to church Sunday and Wednesday, that means you're getting two meals during the week. Let me see you try that physically during the week. Some of you don't even get that. You only get a meal once a month. Let let me see, listen. No, we don't do that physically. No, we eat, some of us eat two or three, some of us eat four or five times a day. We need to be feasting every day, daily on the word of God. What are we doing here in America? What are we doing in church? Well, we think we just come to church for one hour and we hear a preacher stand up here and share a few verses. Well, I've been fed, I've been fed. No, you have not. You get fed when you get alone and you open up your Bible. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad you're here. I love preaching the word. I love studying it, but that's not feasting on the word. Feasting is when you get somewhere every day and you read the word and you get it in you so you don't have to call the preacher every time a trial or a test comes. No, you can take the word and you can walk and you got a shield of God. You can claim the promises of God and you can stand firm in God. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, have mercy. I'm glad I got that remote start on my car today. I'm going to go ahead and crank it now. We need to be in the Word of God because the Word of God is food for us. We need to make sure we're eating. How many of y'all this morning, I'm going to take a little survey. I'm really pushing it today. How many of y'all love Chick-fil-A? Raise your hand. All right, you better raise your hand now. How many of y'all love Krispy Kreme? Raise your hand. Oh, Man, I'm fasting some things and had a sister come into church Wednesday night and she just wanted to be a blessing to me and said, I'm going to give you a Krispy Kreme coupon. But thank God I had the word. <laughs> Lord, in the name of Jesus, put a shield of protection around me right now. Lord, guide me to the Duplin County Clipso side and don't let me go to Goldsboro today. <laughs> I'll hold on to that thing. It'll be a blessing later. Just think, what would have happened if I hadn't had the word in me? I might would have gave in and drove to Goldsboro that night. Listen, Chick-fil-A is good and Krispy Kreme is good, but all that will do you no good when Satan comes and attacks you. You need to make sure that you got the word of God and you're feasting on the word of God. Because that's the food that's going to strengthen you and give you the help to overcome those attacks. Feast on the word of God. Listen, that way you'll be strong when Satan comes. Don't don't you realize, listen, don't you realize how vital it is that you are in the word of God so you can overcome and so you can have victory and so you can stand firm? I mean, don't you know how important it is, how vital it is for your Christian walk that you stay in the word of God? Because if you don't, like what's already been shared with us through that survey, we're gonna have a church which I already believe it. I already believe it. I see it that the church is full of weak and shallow Christians because they're not sitting down and feasting with the Lord. Why? Because we claim we're too busy. Oh, well, I, I'm, I'm just too busy. I'm just too busy. I got, I got all this stuff going on. I already told the staff a few weeks ago. Listen, even the staff, it's a challenge for us. You wake up in the morning and you think about everything that has to be done, and, and your first notion is you just want to get out and get to serving the Lord and, and helping people when that's not what the Lord wants. He wants you to get still and get along with Him and be with Him and hear the Word and let Him speak to you so you can be used mightily by God so God help us we're not too busy we're not too busy you're not too busy to be on Facebook you're not too busy to be on Facebook I saw a church sign the other day says you need to get off of Facebook and put your face in the book uh. and listen I'm not opposed to Facebook I know it's a great tool but you know there's a little uh, thing on your phone. What some of you need to do today is go home and look on there and see how much time is in productivity and how much time you're using on Facebook. Listen, if you got time to be on Facebook, you got time to get your face in the book. You got time for texting. you got time for emails. we we got time for everything else in the world. I mean, we can go here and we can go there, but for some reason, we just can't sit still long enough to read the Word of God. God, help us today. God, help us today. I believe right now, I, 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 didn't, I don't bring my cell phone with me in church. That's one of the commandments. Y'all didn't know that? I'm just playing. I know people uh, got their Bible on there. I, I can't really do that, but some people can. And, but you know, I believe if we would all take a ride over to Busco Beach and throw them cell phones in Busco Beach, a great revival would break out in America. Hallelujah. And I'll be the one to lead the way. I'd love to just, Lord, help me get focused. See, your pastor needs to pray to get focused. We need to be reading the word of God. And some, listen, it concerns me because I know some of you sitting here today, you're starving spiritually because you're not reading the word of God. And you're never going to grow spiritually if you keep eating junk food all the time. And junk food would be Facebook, Netflix, Sports Center, Fox News, CNN. That's all junk food. And you're never going to grow spiritually if you allow all that to feed you all the time. Can I get an amen? amen. I, I, right before the fast started, Lord, it's only oh, don't worry, it's only nine seventeen. Right before the fast started, uh, my wife, because she loves me so much, drove to Goldsboro and grabbed a box of Krispy Kreme donuts. I don't know why that keeps coming up in this message today. <laughs> she, she drove to Goldsboro, came back with uh, a box of Krispy Kreme donuts, and we already had like Christmas candy all left in the house and all kinds of stuff. And anyway, and... Uh, So we were there at the house, and these right here were the chocolate-covered kind. They only do it so often. I forgot how that works. But I I went into Lucas' room later on that afternoon. Lucas was in his room. He was playing a couple of games. And I opened the door, and I just stood there in amazement, thinking that he has got to be my boy. Because he's sitting there, and he's got a plate there beside him on his bed. There's two chocolate-covered Krispy Kreme donuts, there's a, a chocolate Swiss roll uh, laying there beside it and right there on his nightstand is nothing but Christmas chocolate candy. <laughs> and I looked at I said, Lucas, you, you can't live like that. He was like, oh, oh yeah, I can, I can, I can. <laughs> but listen to me, I'm telling you, friend, you, you, can, you cannot live on junk food. You gotta have the real food and that's the word of God. Amen. The word of God is what's gonna give us the strength, the nourishment we need. I think personally today the lack of the word of God in our lives as Christians. That's why we see so much crazy, foolish mess going on in the churches today. Listen, God help me. But I'm speaking the truth. I'm speaking the truth. The reason we see so much foolishness and crazy mess going on in the churches today, just like you see with uh, them ordaining uh, homosexuals to be priests in the church, they've lost their focus on God's word. Oh, I'll probably make people mad, but I'm telling the truth. And then you got people on television. I, I used to love sometimes being able to turn my TV on and catch somebody preaching a good message, but you can't even do that now. You, you got these scammers up there on TV that are false teachers, and, and they're saying, well, you know what? Uh, sir, if you'll send me your seed money, and you send it in th- uh, three hours, uh, and, and I'm going to have three blessings I'm going to pray over you, And by the third Sunday of the month, you're going to find a blessing come your way. But send the money to me and send it right away now. Because I see right now that if you don't send that money, by 3 p.m. today, there's going to be three storms come your way. And people writing checks to them left and right. You know who's writing the checks? Christians that don't know the word of God. Christians that don't know the word of God. God, help us. Can you imagine that? People just giving money away. And I know I've probably made some people, man, listen, if you're on Facebook, don't send me that mess about, oh, here's five blessings if you pass it on to five people. I don't get into that. Amen. Lord, there'll be three people here next week. <laughs> Lord, Jesus, where am I before? Me, Lisa, Caden, and Lucas. (laughs) Jesus, help us. We need to make sure that we know the word of God. You listen, you need to build a strong foundation on the word of God. Are you building a strong foundation? You can start this year. You can start right now and make it a priority tomorrow that I'm going to be reading the word of God. I'm going to study the word of God. I'm going to chew on that word. And I'm going to get it in me so I can be strong for the Lord. The last thing I want to mention to you real quickly, Pastor Kevin, if you'll just come and help me, sir, please. It says here uh, that the Word of God is powerful. The Word of God is powerful. How many of you know the Word of God to be powerful? Amen. Hebrews 4.12 says this, For the Word of God is living and powerful. Say powerful. Powerful. The word of God is living. The word of God, the word of God is living and powerful. And it says here that it's sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of the soul and the spirit and the joints and marrow. And listen to this. And is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The word of the Lord is living and the word of the Lord is powerful. This is no ordinary book. This is God speaking. This is God speaking and it's powerful it's powerful do you know how many times this has happened numerous times after a service would be over people would come up to me and they would say how would you know what was going on in my life did, did somebody tell you did somebody say something to you about what I was going through I remember the first time my mom came to this church and Pastor Doug was preaching over next door. She called me that afternoon. Why, well, you got to tell the preacher everything about me for? <laughs> Mama, I ain't said anything. The word of the Lord is powerful. It says here, it's a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. The Word of God has the power to expose you. And when you get exposed, you might not like what you see. James said the Word of God is a mirror, right? He said you stand in front of that mirror and you look at it, and things need to be combed over and moved over. You're going to get everything straightened out because the mirror exposes who you are. Some of you have been exposed today. I know the word of God exposes me when I read it. It shows me just how far away I am from being more like Jesus every day. And that I need to repent and I need to put my faith in God to change me and transform me. Listen, the word Word of God has power to save you. I read that passage to you at the very beginning. Peter said, the word of God that I preach to you. It was the Word of God that I heard. He says this, you were born again by the living Word. We know it's Jesus. He is the Word of God. The Word of God can save you. The Word of God can transform your life. We were had a guest luncheon last week. Lord, help me get done. And we were sitting with a couple at our table and the guy says I've always struggled believing that God is real That's, that's an honest thing to say to me he knows I'm the past I've always struggled believing that God is really there and he's real until I saw my neighbor and how Jesus got a hold of his heart and how he was changed and he said when I saw my neighbor changed he was a whole new person and he said right then I knew God was real (laughs) you don't think people are watching you? the word of God has the power to transform you the word of God has the power to heal you the word of God has the power to cleanse you the word of God has the power to guide you it's a lamp unto our feet the word of God guiding you today or other voices guiding you listen my heart for us today I'm just praying Lord how do we close this kind of service I just want to pray that God God would give us a revival of the word of God we need a revival of the word of God That's what's been on my heart. We've been doing that Immersed Bible Study. We started it last year. We're going to keep on. My heart is for myself and for the flock here, for all of us to be immersed in the Word of God. So when I'm telling you, church, please listen to me, when when the time comes, and it's coming, it's coming to America, you got to be ready to stand, and you got to be ready to stand firm. When the tests come, when the trials come, you got to be ready to stand, friend, and you stand on the Word of God. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Jesus, help us. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Let the word of Christ dwell in in me richly. And that means we have to open up our hearts. Would you stand with me right now please? I want to lead us in a prayer. Our altar call is going to be right there where you are right now and I want you to do me a favor I want you to just listen would you just hold your hands out like this right here like you got a plate of food and you want the Lord just to fill that dish up with his word I think it was Jeremiah I can't remember exactly Uh, some of the other pastors here might correct me but I think it was Jeremiah that actually talked about eating the word and that's what we need to do friend. we need to be feasting and eating on the word of God every day so let's pray right now that a revival would come. Listen, not, not to your neighbor. Not, I'm not talk, don't pray that your neighbor will start reading the Bible. Don't pray, well, I hope my wife will start reading the Bible. Or my husband, no, pray that I'll have a love and a hunger for the Word of God. For me right now. Father, we just thank you right now for your Word. It is eternal. Your Word is unchanging. Your Word is spiritual food. Your Word has power. And God, we just declare over our lives right now. God, that you would just help us, Lord, and and give us a revival of your word, God. Help us to make reading the Bible a priority in our life. God, please, Lord, help us to make reading the Bible a priority, God, that people would begin to seek you and be led by you as they submit and immerse themselves in your word. God, I pray right now, Lord, for this church, that we would be a church that values the word of God, that we would value the word of God, God that we would stand firm and God that you would just help us God I declare that scripture right now sometimes it can be hard to understand everything in your word but like the psalmist said he says open my eyes to the wondrous things of your law and your commands so God open our eyes open our eyes and open our hearts to the wondrous things from your word God and God, I pray that right now, that as we make this commitment to focus on the Word, that God, that you would help us. God, and that you would guide us. Help us to be, God, intentional. Help us to pay attention while we read. And Help us to be not only hearers of the Word, but God, help us to be doers of the Word. And we declare it right now, in the mighty name of Jesus. in all of God's people